0: Um, I spent about 45 minutes today fucking with art assets, so I'm ready to go.
1: Would it be so bad if an 84-year-old got into heroin? Welcome to the Cat Organizational
0: Podcast. You idiot. It's written down in front of you, you idiot. This is like the buffalo chicken wrap of answers.
1: I haven't heard about hot orcs in a while. We were so
2: horny for motion controls in 2005.
3: I can't wait to come back and tell
2: you how it was Noah's Ark, you asshole. I would also like to retroactively say I've never had cotton candy acid. So Andrew's 100% doing a voice, right?
0: Everybody get off IMDb now. Time to record.
1: This episode and probably this whole this whole podcast... Is a mistake.
0: Hello, everyone. Uh, for anyone who's joining us, um, we are a bunch of grown men who are trying to get our shit together. So, welcome. Uh, and if you're joining us at home after the fact, welcome to our very first Doing It Live episode uh, where we are recording live, streaming live on Twitch.tv, www.twitch.tv debate this cast. I don't know who that was for because you're either watching it or listening <laughs> to it later. <laughs> How am I doing so far? Doing great. It? Killing it. Crush Crush it. it. Cool. cool. Um, I spent about 45 minutes today fucking with art assets, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Um, so one of the things that we've done here as part of the Spooktacular Express is uh, the annual reading of Video game creepy pastas. The reading and of the pastas. The reading of the pastas. So this is an interesting opportunity because we are both kicking off Spooktacular Express, but also have already kicked off Spooktacular Express because time is timey wimey.
4: Time is timey wimey. <laughs> Halloween so, is
2: Halloweenyini.
0: Yep. So in today, the year in the year of our Lord, September twenty-first anno domini. Uh, we are here streaming live <laughs> the, the very first, <laughs> what is effectively the first Spooktacular Express episode. But if you're listening to this on the podcast feed, then this is actually week two of Spooktacular Express.
2: Insert train whistle here. Todd, Don't you look try to to follow. I trying I was trying to 200. follow along. Yeah. <laughs> you look
0: like head. you're crunching some numbers. I'll I'll give you a second.
2: Yeah, yeah. It took me I was like, wait, if you
3: carry the three. All right.
0: <laughs> so uh, this is um year three that we've been doing our our annual our annual spooktacular express creepypastas uh matt my dude matt why don't you introduce what a creepypasta is while i uh update our stream name to be to reflect something that isn't detroit become human oh good yeah (laughs) that isn't
2: talking about can todd kill a todd i'm glad we're doing that now instead of earlier uh yeah so a creepypasta is a a spooky internet story i think is probably the best way to say it uh, it is uh, scary spaghetti when someone takes a story uh you know about anything and and writes it out and I think most of them live on the creepy pasta Wikipedia and the creepy pasta subreddit uh and they're just stories that are like meant to unnerve or meant to be scary and it's all text based typically it's not usually like um there there's jump scares or anything like that it's just spooky some, internet some stories. images
1: sometimes
2: yeah yeah sometimes there are images sometimes Not today, there are probably other things yeah i don't know the only images we have are us so yeah is that cool. it? <laughs> yep, that's <laughs> I mean, it that's i mean
3: that's all i had <laughs> i'm still getting over when um i'm still getting over matt calling it scary spaghetti or spooky pasta <laughs> that took me a second oh yeah
2: yeah creepy pasta scary spaghetti that was pretty that much was what scary. i google searched today to uh spooky linguini. pull up that uh that post i put on instagram
3: yeah i didn't appreciate that i came out of the gym and i was like oh we posted something oh we posted something
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a pitch for the instagram Debate this yeah. cast uh yeah it was, that's from um, it was
0: cute and weird simultaneously yeah. cute and weird
2: i think it was i think her name was like make life lovely or something like that it's like a food blog pinterest board that google image search took me to but
0: yeah, hate it. Yeah, it definitely had some live life, love, live laugh, love <laughs> energy. <laughs> uh,
2: so I know that we all brought uh, creepy pastas today. I brought two creepypastas today. My first one's really short, and I think it'd be a great way to start year three, episode two, Spooktacular Express, the creepypasta episode. If, if you would allow me to go first in this thing that we do. I yeah, would love you to go first. If that's the
1: case, shut up and tell it.
2: Great, so get him, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. I, the encouragement and validation is exactly what I needed. So this is my first creepy pasta, uh, and I, I'll save my second one for later. But this is a a creepy pasta called the scariest video game ever. That is the name of the creepy pasta, the scariest video game ever.
4: Oh boy! Yeah. All right,
2: let me um, get into character. <clears throat> I just finished playing one of the scariest video games ever. Now hear me out before saying, Oh, he's probably just a loser that gets scared of everything. I don't get scared of video games or movies. I've played many survival horror games and have seen many horror movies in my day. The only thing that made me just a tiny bit scared were some parts of Penumbra and Condemned. Amnesia was pretty good. Everything else was just boring. This game was different. Very different. You aren't given any backstory to the game at all. As soon as you press play, it throws you right into the game. However, I was able to piece together what the story basically is through finally beating this little brick shitter. What a weird name for a game, a brick shitter. Who wrote this? Apparently, (laughs) you're a madman. We're never given his name, but you can guess what it is if you pay attention to the title screen. For some reason, you escaped from whatever mental hospital room you were hiding in. Now the very horrid state of your mind has transformed the halls of the hospital into nothing but a pitch-black maze with the only light being the walls, which glow a deathly blue. Your character is apparently some type of mad cannibal that you can barely control. You can force him to turn comers in the creepy hallway, That's that's what? Oh, okay. hold on. Let me reread that sentence. You can force him to turn corners in the creepy hallway, but not much else can be done. Your character seems to grab anything and try to eat it. Whatever is in front of him is thrown into his mouth and he munches it down. While playing the game, you're being chased by four hideous and fucking scary ghost monsters. You cannot hurt them at all. And to even clo- to come even close to one is instant death in which the ghost latches onto you and rips you inside all inside all all. That's that's not how that that's sentence is supposed to go. not how
0: English works. No, nope.
2: in which <laughs> the ghost I latches didn't proofread. <laughs> I, I didn't proofread. I'm reading straight from the wiki in which the ghost latches onto you and rips your insides out all while you hear the horrible noise of your body being torn. You can, however, eat some odd objects hidden in the maze, after which your character goes into an even more unstable state. You can literally eat the ghost monsters. Your character runs right up to them and devours them, only leaving their eyes. There aren't any words to describe... what's going on. (laughs) There aren't any words to describe how horrific and terrifying this game is, And I don't want to spoil the surprise for you. Just go ahead and try it for yourself. Google the word Pac-Man and you'll find (laughs) it on your first search. Stupid.
3: Uh,
0: Yeah. That sucks. I didn't
3: know what was happening until the end, and now I'm mad.
0: (laughs) That that sucks. I want to say your reading of it was incredible, but that sucked. (laughs) Well,
2: thank you, at least. I mean, that it means something to me that my reading was good. I can barely hear myself. I'm trying to figure out how to turn Groovy down. I'm a professional.
0: <laughs> you gotta right click it in the we're we're trying our best, everybody. Uh you gotta right click it we? in the in the Well, we're like 75%. Yeah. Oh, I found it. Alright, cool. Thanks.
2: That was it was heavy. Uh yeah, yeah, that's my first creepy pasta. Pac-Man.
0: Pac-Man. Ugh. It's bad. That's
1: um and you should feel bad.
0: <laughs> that has the same that's like that that famous shirt that everybody has where it's like the the guy that's like tripping out and then there's the the four or yeah the, four the ghosts, the ghosts like of his losing his, his mind yeah, or something yeah
1: yeah his fallen astronaut mm-hmm. comrades or whatever yeah. yeah
2: yeah yeah i uh i was reading through a bunch of creepypastas today and as i was scrolling through i saw the title the scariest video game ever and i opened it up and was just kind of like scanning through it because i was i saw it i was like wow that's really short like a lot shorter than i expected it to be and i didn't totally read what was going on until I saw the last line that said Google Pac-Man. I was like, what the fuck is this? Uh, So I had to (laughs) backtrack and reread it and thought it would be a really good way to kick off our creepypasta readings tonight. Awesome. Well, that was wholesome. (laughs) I'm sure the rest of tonight will be equally as
3: wholesome. Yeah. Can I can I do a non wholesome one? Yeah, please. Yes. Yeah. So I did not have any experience with creepypastas prior to us. Doing this in the past, and my experience with creepy pasta has always been like an older game, um, whether it's like you know Nintendo or arcade or Sega. And so I found one that is not an old game, um, and it is called "Don't Install the Hangman App."
4: <laughs> oh, okay. so
3: I had just finished another level of my favorite game app when the usual ad popped up. I know that companies, they design these games. Uh, they need to make money somehow. So the frequent ads, they just get annoying really fast. The only good thing about most of them is how short they are. This one, it was different, though. It convinced me to watch with its familiar opening tune. I recognized it the moment I heard those somber violins play. It was Chopin's funeral march. And, you know, anyone who, who's ever watched a cartoon, you know, they're sure to have heard this composition before. It's frequently played whenever a character is about to meet, you know, their doom.
2: Uh, Listeners, the music... you might also recognize it as Chopin's Funeral March, not Chopin's. Chopin, yeah, uh, the actual pronunciation wow. of it. Okay, my
0: favorite, my favorite uh, composer, Chopin. Okay, everyone.
3: <laughs> Fine. The, they, you know, I was gonna try and lie about some reason why I pronounced it wrong. I'm just an actual uncultured swine. So. As the music dun, progressed,
1: dun, 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 yeah, dun, <laughs> there dun, it is. Dun, dun, yeah. So dun, 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 as this music
3: progressed, a brightly colored noose slowly descended, swaying back and forth until ugh. it reached the middle of the screen and then it stopped. The title of the game started to come into focus letter by letter, while random photos of people's faces appeared with their heads centered in the loop of the rope. The headshots, they're all cropped really nice, uh, nice and neat, so that the rope fit perfectly around their throats. Holy shit, I thought, as the last photo that appeared in the noose was the one that I had used for my Facebook profile, cropped just like all the others. You know, and and I know, it's not a major stretch for a game to do something like that. I just wasn't expecting it. It just really upped the cool factor for me. So... By the time my picture was displayed, the title of the game had fully appeared in the music cutoff. Hangman, it declared in an Old West style font, each letter hanging from a rope. <laughs> you know, kudos to the game's marketing department. The ad managed to pique my interest. So eager to learn more. I tapped the screen, expecting to be redirected to the app store where I could read an overview of the game, see some reviews, maybe watch a video or two of the gameplay. I was surprised when I was redirected to the game's website instead. I don't think I've ever encountered a game that redirected me straight to a website. I figured there was some sort of contract that forced users to go to the provider's official app store. Um, I just, I wasn't going to let that deter me from playing, though. Not if the game was as cool as I had been hoping. The only information listed on the website was the following. You have been hired as the town's new hangman. Executions are scheduled every three days. In order to keep your job, you must execute your target within 72 hours. Do you have what it takes sure. to man the gallows? Yeah, you know, it all makes sense. This in a way sounds like hangman, but it runs like blazeball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is very blazeball quality. Blazeball-esque. The text was followed by several photos showing how to pick your targets and how to go about hanging them. From what I gathered, this is another one of those augmented reality games that used your phone's camera as the the noose—the noose—to hang your targets. So when you first start the game, you select your target from a list called the condemned. Once you've made your selection, the target's picture is shown on the bottom left of your screen, with a countdown timer underneath it. If you tap the picture, you are then taken to a map that shows your current location along with uh, the location of, uh, you know, the target in the real world. Um, You'd see a map, uh, and it would give you an accuracy of about 1,000 feet. Once you've located your target in the real world, you are supposed to tap on the noose icon, which would then open up your phone's camera, with the minor addition of there now being uh, like a CGI noose hanging in the middle of the screen. You then hold your phone so that the target's head appears in the middle of the noose for three seconds. If you succeed in doing that, the camera takes a picture, and you will have successfully hung your target. So, that concept
4: okay. makes
1: sense. Can cool. I- yeah, sure. <laughs> like a yeah, like a
3: morbid Pokemon Go. It is a morbid Pokemon <laughs> Go. Um, after you've hung three targets, you would then be given the choice of being promoted to the next level or retiring. The listed levels were Hangman executioner and reaper being the third highest achievement the game site also featured a leaderboard that had several gamer tags listed as a hangman but no one yet was listed as an executioner or a reaper i suspect that's because the game was recently released no one's probably made it that far so i love dark games and this one sounded like a lot of fun at least fun for someone with a twisted sense of humor like me So I quickly tapped all the download buttons that that were there to get it all going. And then I started playing. Normally, I'd be telling all my friends about this game. But, you know, I didn't I didn't tell you guys I wanted to get a head start. And I I wanted to be the first person to make it to that Reaper leaderboard before anyone else.
0: (laughs) Got to get to that Reaper leaderboard.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Got to get to that Reaper lead, baby. So (laughs) as as I waited for the game to download, that typical user agreement popped up. Uh, it was a dozen pages of some legal nonsense presented with every game, you know, and no one reads that whole South Park episode over it. No one reads it. I had <laughs> the intention and like, I'm not going to start now. So I quickly just scrolled to the bottom of the text, clicked the agree box, which closed the pop-up box and allowed the game to finish downloading. Moment, moments later, I was prompted to enter my gamer tag before it would allow me to continue. I entered the tag that I'd been using since sixth grade. Nam Red Nels or as you may have already guessed, <laughs> Slenderman spelled uh, backwards.
4: Ooh. Ooh. I mean,
3: okay, well, what can I say? I, I went through a phase when I was younger. I, I, you know, like you all did as well, I'm sure. Don't correct me. Where you loved Slenderman. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. The, slen- the, the Slenderman. adolescent Slenderman phase.
3: The Slendermans. Maslow's
0: hierarchy of needs. Food, water, yeah. shelter, Slenderman.
3: So... <laughs> So once the game accepted my tag, I was ready to play. The first thing to pop up was a group of photos of people with the title The Condemned at the top of the screen. There were about a dozen photos shown and I needed to pick one of them to hang. I was trying to decide uh, or as I was trying to decide an unavailable stamp appeared over one of the photos. I assume that just meant someone else had already chosen that person. So, you know, good. I, I won't have to compete against other people trying to hang the same person. Since this was my initial attempt to play the game, I decided to pick the first name on the list and whose name tag was it? It was Negan eight. You know how original I thought. (laughs) And, and, And as you as you can guess, the the guy in the photo, he looked like a total asshat right down to his bleached blonde crew cut and his sports jersey for his sports team that he was wearing. And, you know, I hate sports. (laughs) And I had no idea the team the jersey was on. And I didn't care to find out the fact that he was wearing it was enough for me that I knew I wouldn't like him. But I was sure going to enjoy hanging him. So I tapped on Negan eight's picture and confirmed him as my choice. And, and, you know, eager to get started, I tapped his picture again to determine his location. And it looked like he was over at the shopping mall downtown. Um, If I had to guess, he was probably there with his friends. Uh, they would be an easy to it's an easy place where I could probably find them, um, you know, as they walked around thinking that they owned the place. So I looked at the time. It was about four o'clock. If he was at the mall, he'd probably be there for a while. And it was Friday, so he was likely planning to hang out there all night. I wouldn't be able to get out of my apartment until after five, so I wouldn't make it there till six. But that would still give me plenty of time to track him down and then hang him, assuming he was still at the mall by the time I got there. You know, I kept myself occupied by watching TV and while I waited for my brother, who was also my roommate, to get home with the car. So I frequently checked the app to make sure that Negan 8 was there. And uh, and, you know, as I suspected, his location didn't change more than a few hundred feet, which still put him at the mall. When I arrived, I parked as close to the food court doors as I could. That was where the people my age tend to hang out on a Friday night. And that was where I thought I had the best <laughs> chance of finding Neganate. I, I roll in with my fellow kids, you know, I, music I can't get sure. over,
0: I can't get over the line. My brother who is also my roommate. That like, one got yeah. me too,
3: yeah. I want yeah, you to why, understand like, the full picture.
0: Yeah, that's so, such unnecessary detail. That's the uh, thing about the car, car. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Oh, my uh, my wife, yeah. also the person that lives with me. Like <laughs> no, we get it. Like, we get it. <laughs> there's
3: there's more, there's more of that. Um so the food court, it's designed in sort of a, a U shape. So the doors I entered being at the bottom center. Uh, with the rest of them all being up towards the top. So I walked around the food court twice without finding him and decided to sit down to see if his location had changed. And it hadn't. As far as I knew, he was still within a thousand feet of me. Um, So since he wasn't at the food court that many, he had to be at some of the store. So I got up and I walked around the store, uh, checked the directory to see which one of the shops this guy would likely be interested in. I had to admit I liked the game so far. I was starting to feel like a detective trying to track down a criminal. And the chances were pretty high, in my opinion, that Negan eight was probably a criminal of some sort anyway, because I profile. <laughs> I am. <amused myself. laughs> when I read it the first time, I was like, it's a little ridiculous. And then it is there. Anyway, I he
1: was a criminal because I watched a lot of criminal minds and imprint that on my life.
3: Yep.
0: Wait, wouldn't it be sick as hell though to have a dog, the bounty hunter augmented or AR game, like actual reality game? Nope. Don't <laughs> yeah. like no. that. Don't no way. Like
3: no way, and that. no anyone <laughs> ends up hurt over that. There's definitely a a an app for uh, pick up criming in Westworld season three. Pick think, up criming season. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's, it's a gig economy for criming. Anyway, not important. <laughs> um. So I was amused by thinking that I'm doing the world a favor by finding this guy and hanging him and and, you know, wondered if I would get bonus points for hanging his posse. And, you know, I was able to narrow it down to three shops. My number one choice would be Champs, a sport, a store that sold (laughs) sports clothing. He likes sports. He'd probably be there. Sure. I figured I figured my guy, my guy like Negan, he couldn't own enough sports jerseys, uh, which is an actual real phrase in this in this creepypasta. Um, my number two choice was Lids, a store that sold baseball caps. I never understood um, how a store like that could just survive in the mall. Do they really sell that many caps or are they just ridiculously expensive? Either way, I figured that my target likely owned a few. My it's final both. choice was GameStop. I only added it to the list since it was in the vicinity and everyone I know owns a PlayStation or an Xbox. He probably did, too. So I left the food court, headed towards Champs. Um, I got there, saw the store, it was really big, and, and I did a walkthrough and said didn't see him. I went to Lid's, and I couldn't see that he was there either. The store was tiny, so I just figured out he wasn't there. Uh, and that just left GameStop, so I stopped for a second and pulled my phone out to check my target's current location, which, according to the game, hadn't changed. He was here somewhere, I just had to find him. I continued on my way to the game store, which took me past the south en- entrance, and near that entrance, there's a large decorative fountain filled with coins. It was from there that I heard a group of guys suddenly start laughing obnoxiously. Naturally, I turned to see what was so funny and was surprised to see my target sitting on the edge of the fountain. His three cronies standing in front of him laughing.
4: His three cronies. I changed cronies. course and started walking around the
3: opposite side of the fountain, trying to Who get a good like vantage this? point for my phone's camera. I hate them all, and I wanted to hang Negan 8 to get out of there as soon as I could. Crowds aren't my thing, and the mall is quickly filling up with shoppers. Shut up, I heard Neganate say to the trio standing before him. (laughs) You suck as a detective, Beanpole, which is his friend, taunted. You're like Inspector Gadget. He didn't have the names of his friends. Yeah, yeah, Beanpole. Uh, (laughs) My my buddy Beanpole. (laughs) Beanpole, (laughs) Broccoli Rob. Uh, Corn pop. (laughs) let's, let's, Let's get out of here, pimple face whined. Your time ran out hours ago. Why, why are you still looking for her?
2: It's because he has the hots for
3: her, Chubby answered. He likes those nerdy girls. All three of them, they started to laugh again. And Negan 8 just sat there, glaring at them. Interesting, I thought to myself. It seems Negan 8 may be playing Hangman as well and failed to hang his first target. I wonder if that is why he ended up on the list of one of the choices under The Condemned when I was picking a target. If that was the case, I wasn't going to let it happen to me. I walked around the fountain until I came to a bench that gave me a decent vantage point to sit and aim my camera at Negan 8, without being too obvious, at least. I wasn't able to hear the rest of their conversation from where I was sitting, but from the looks on their faces, it was obvious his friends were still giving him a hard time. I opened the game, tapped on the news icon, which opened my camera app, and I held the phone like I was reading a text while trying to angle it to get Negan 8's head in the middle of the noose. Once I had him lined up, a countdown started. The number 3 appeared at the bottom of the screen. As the number 3 was replaced by the number 2, Negan 8's hands flew up to his neck, grasping at something. I looked at him, then back at my phone. His hands were perfectly lined up with the game-generated noose on my screen. It was as if he could feel it and was trying to remove it from his neck. His friends all started to panic after they realized that their friend's distress wasn't an act. Neganate stood up as the counter changed from two to one, his face turning blue. Without realizing it, I had also stood up, which kept his head locked into my phone's noose. I froze. I I didn't know what to do. I watched in horror as the counter changed from one to zero, and Neganate fell backwards into the fountain. His friends just stood there and stared as nearby shoppers to the fallen kid's aid. That broke me out of my paralysis. I quickly turned and I walked out the south entrance around the outside of the mall until I reached my car. I didn't look at my phone until I was sitting in my car. And when I did, what I saw made me sick to my stomach. There was a CGI cut screen of an executioner hanging a man over and over with the words, Congratulations, you did it. Underneath that was click here to choose your next target. The worst part was that the picture my phone had taken of Negan 8 as he died was superimposed over the hanging man's head. I drove around town aimlessly for the next few hours. Well, I I drove around town aimlessly for the next few hours, trying to make sense of what had happened, trying to find some way to accept and move on, but I couldn't find the silver lining. When I finally returned home, I walked through the door to find my brother sitting on the couch playing Xbox. Remember how I said I have a brother and I live with him? He's your roommate. He's my roommate. Is that written Uh, out? No, it is not written out. Chekhov's brother roommate. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Where the hell did you go? He asked without pulling his eyes away from the military violence exploding on the TV screen. I thought you were just going to the mall. Out was all I offered as an explanation, and I headed to my room. Hey, he called out. I was meaning to ask you, have you heard of that new app called Hangman? Why? I stopped and turned towards him. I downloaded it a few days ago to try it out. Running around trying to take a picture of someone is stupid, and I was just going to tell you not to bother with it. Once I locked myself in my bedroom, I opened the Hangman app and tapped the choose your next target button. I wasn't surprised at what I saw. There was only one person listed on the the condemned page. MJR Grief. I always hated that gamer tag. My brother thought it was clever because our last name is Grief, and he liked being a pain in the ass when he played games thus the grief grief play on words <laughs> i guess i should have read the user agreement before i started playing that is the end of this creepy pasta his
0: brother was the target yeah he, he was gonna, to kill yeah. Gonna, gonna kill his brother or hello brother himself now todd i have one Whoa. question for you and yes to summarize <laughs> this up would you say that if you die in the game you die for real <laughs> good uh, good
3: that, yes Yes, because the game is real, Andrew. It's All not because just you a game. You didn't read the yeah. agreement. It's not just a game; it's
0: a <laughs> lifestyle. What? All right. What other taglines can we make? That's three. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 was my roommate. We lived together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, I love so. There's a couple of things. There's a couple of trends about all these creepy that I love. One of them is. The author's um, inability to end a story. Yes. <laughs> <But> also, <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Every the,
1: ending to a creepypasta is terrible. It yeah, fizzles out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because mm-hmm. they're all like, I think they're all like creative writing exercises. And yeah. ending ending a short story is the hardest thing to do. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I can't end a story. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and throw a sh- shade. Um, but I do love the attempt because a lot of these will try to like summarize the the, the, the pretend storytellers thoughts it'll drive home <laughs> the point
1: yeah. yeah
0: yeah um i think matt's last year's was a really good example of that because it went on like i forget exactly what the words were but it was it was something along the lines of like i'll i'll always think about that my experience with haunted game
4: <laughs> and how we're all
0: just we're all just like the pokemon inside this haunted game waiting for someone to click on it like it was just like very it was very like Somebody did a Scrubs fanfiction episode yeah. and
4: <laughs> yeah. tried to end,
0: end it, you know? Very, yeah.
1: in summary, the yeah. lesson we learned yeah. today was we are all, all the Pokemon.
2: Yeah, I remember the first year we did this, mine ended with, like, something along the lines of, like, I unplugged the game, I sat back, and I cried.
0: And yeah. that was the end. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> great. Like, all right, Oh. Well. <laughs> Well, and I thought game. it's and not like that, I
3: thought this was pretty interesting because like we joked about right out the gate that they were just like, oh, it's this is this is murder Pokemon Go. That's what this is. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, like, totally. and I was like, all right, this is this is interesting. And I, I definitely I mean, I read through it earlier um, and I was like, yeah, this is good. But I forgot all the really stupid details that are in here because you don't <laughs> read like you don't read a creepypasta out loud yeah. to yourself. read it in your mind and you're like yeah that's fine yeah and so like as i was getting to some of these points i'm like oh man as i walked to my brother playing a war game on tv what
1: the (laughs) one the one i really love is the he was wearing some kind of sports jersey i didn't know the team
0: it literally said you did yeah (laughs) it literally said sports jersey well like it could have been anything you wrote it bud like you wrote it
3: pick and then he was like the three the three stores, Champs, Lids and GameStop, because everyone he knows owns a PlayStation or an Xbox. They don't even go to GameStop in the story. He <laughs> yeah. just yeah. wanted to list GameStop. Yeah.
4: He was just oh, the that's mall so good.
2: I mean, that's think the, of the third sport. That is always the downfall of creepypastas, you know, like and I kind of yeah. love them for that. It, it's the same mm-hmm. love that I have for sci fi yeah. original movies is that like they have this this over explanation and amateur writing and it's all well not all but most good creepy pastas have a pretty creepy concept to go on like that hangman game is a kind of a scary idea Uh, yeah but then you you know you go to lids and you talk about GameStop and your brother (laughs) who's also your roommate and it just takes you out of it
1: and it's also it's almost a trope of the genre to the point where like if you could plan bad writing, they would plan bat the bad writing because every single one has it. There yeah. hasn't been a like a creepy pasta I've finished. I was like, that was extremely well written.
2: Like it, right. it's part of it that it's bad. They've all it's, got a little yeah man door hand hook car door energy. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes.
0: I mean, yeah. I think there, there. I've seen a couple. I think Ben Drown Constantly comes to mind is like that one is is. Professional grade creepy pasta, which yeah. whatever the hell that means. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, you know, and and so for for anyone who's just joining us, uh, we are going through video game themed creepy pastas, um, which are internet internet creative writing exercises. Um, welcome, and they're <laughs> welcome, welcome. Um, and and the purpose is not to dunk on people for you know doing what they love to do and following their hobbies, but. Um we are we are picking these apart a little bit cuz it's always fun to see the execution. Um but uh also we've we've ha- we've had some really interesting ideas here. Um I uh if you don't mind I'll uh, I'll take it away with um Metroid 2 Secret Worlds. Yeah. All right. It's mm-hmm. my favorite Metroid sequel. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so this is based on actual, like an actual thing that I did not know existed. Um, Metroid Two: Return of Samus, uh, the Game Boy one, apparently has this game-breaking glitch uh, where you kind of you go to like like a minus world, kind of like um, the original, like the original Mario Bros.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: um, sure. if you're familiar with the minus world, so that's what this is based on.
1: Is okay, the, is the minus world real, or is that a mm-hmm? yeah? Okay. Not a creepypasta in and of itself. No, no,
0: no. Um, All right. A few months ago, I was busy preparing to move to a new house when I came across something from my past. I was going through my belongings, trying to figure out what to keep and what to discard, when I found an old shoebox stuffed down the back of my closet. Curious, I opened it up and found that it was full of CDs. I flipped through them and realized that these were backups of files from over 10 years ago. You guys remember having spindles of just CDs? I, I do remember that.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. everyone had that friend in college that had a spindle yep. of bootleg DVDs yep. too. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, like the writer. Uh, I remember this is how I used to back up stuff before external hard drives uh, became affordable enough. But I stopped packing and started checking out some of the CDs on my computer, mostly full of stuff that I collected, like MP3s, all of those things that we all got on uh, on Kazaa and LimeWire <laughs> back in the day.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I then came across a CD that was labeled Conversations with pon Now, Pawn is, this is not, this is me, uh, P-A-H-N is how, so I'm going to continue to call this Pawn. Pan. But it's probably Pan. No, <laughs> it's Pawn. It's, it's, it's
2: Pawn the way it's Don Ton in Pittsburgh. This, <laughs> this only <laughs> exists in
1: writing, so you can make it whatever you want it to be.
0: Fair, very fair. Uh, I stared into the CD with some reservation for a moment before loading it, loading to it, loading it into my computer. Excuse me. The CD contained a bunch of images, a couple of audio files, and some text dumps from a message, mes- a message board. Uh, looking over these files made me recall an incident that had occurred many years ago. It was an incident that had slipped from my mind until I saw that CD again. So again, like the story could have started here. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You get the little like it's an old it's an old old spindle. spindle. We're we're
0: we're princess briding it. We gotta get to we gotta figure out why we're telling the story. It's world building. (laughs) Yep. Uh it was two thousand four. I was in my last year of high school, and I spent most of my free time being an admin for an emulation message board. So, Matt, in 2004... Okay. (laughs) Okay. I was waiting for that. Uh, It wasn't a particularly taxing job. I was one of three guys who were admins, and the board itself was pretty niche, so we didn't usually get a great deal of traffic. Back then, there wasn't the bot problems you find on boards these days. Most of the time, I just had to log in, check my messages, then browse through the forums to see if anyone was breaking any rules or just being a dick. Uh, It was a pretty fun gig. I got the most enjoyment out of messing with persistent trolls, and being an admin allowed me to change their avatars. I had pics of crying babies for such occasions. Ugh, That's very (laughs) good. (laughs) Uh, Usually I'd have them say stuff like, I suck, or I cry into my pillow at night, or my personal favorite, I left my brain in the womb. Um, That's a good insult. Got him. Uh, Basically, I used to get a real kick out of administrating justice on the board. So one night, a new guy registered to the forum and called a thread, uh, created a thread called "Need help to pull apart my NES." So the following is from that thread. Hi guys, just wondering if anyone has any links to a diagram for the for a Nintendo Entertainment System. I've been hunting around the internet. For a while, and I'm having a hard time finding them, I've got an old NES that I want to pull apart and modify. Um, there's a couple of links, da links. Da, da, da. Um, this guy says, thanks, all these diagrams and instructions look really complicated. Man, I hope I can get this to work. So our, our curious stranger is, is uh, having some problems, trying to pull through an NES. I'm just going to read. I'm not going to read all these message board posts because there are a lot of fake message board posts. Um, so we've got our, st- <laughs> Give us our a narrator gist. here. Yeah, the the just as our narrator here starts engaging this guy um his name is Pon. Uh and then uh the storyteller the narrator's name tag is uh, Pezmerja. So Pon explains that he's this person I'll say he he assumes he but it's just this person. Um wants to he, they remember playing a lot of NES games as a kid, yada yada yada, trying to um, figure out another way to play this and the the storyteller Pez Murja says just get an emulator and he, and, and Pawn says, I don't know how to do that blah, blah blah generally he wasn't very technically savvy. Um, after explaining about ROMs and emulators, I didn't hear back from him a few days. he then came back to the board and became a bit, a bit of a regular. He would mostly start threads in which he was asking questions about emulation problems he was having. A lot of people didn't have any time for him. They felt he was just an annoying person who asked dumb questions, you know, like on message boards. I remember one night he started a thread about how he couldn't get an emulator to read games he had downloaded. We then had to explain to him what his zip file was and how it worked. Uh, one of the other admins was thinking of banning him. He didn't like the fact that Pon was starting up new threads about stuff that had been already answered in earlier threads.
3: I mean, that is I, an issue. That is a yeah, legitimate is, <laughs> issue yeah, on message the cardinal, boards. The
0: cardinal sin. Yep. I told, him, I told him not to do that, that I'd have a word with Pon. I don't know why I decided to step in. I sort of felt bad for the kid, I guess. I also felt a bit of a connection to him because he was one of the few people I'd run in who was also a fan of the RPG Suicoden. There you go. Little okay. flavor, Sure. Well, <laughs> whatever. So I, so I told Pond to check through the board before, before posting any questions that might have already been asked and answered. I then told him if he got really stuck, to just PM me. It wasn't long before he started PMing me.
4: At I know first you said would,
0: PM
3: me, but it sounded like you said pee on me. <laughs> Wasn't long the before he started peeing it
0: on me. Todd. <laughs> yep. Uh, at first, he would just ask me questions, lots of questions. Fortunately, he seemed to be a quick study. I didn't find myself having to explain things to him over and over again. So I oops, lost my place. So I wouldn't say he was stupid, <laughs> just green. <laughs> that wasn't that lost my place was me. That wasn't that wasn't a posmerg. Um, <laughs> soon enough, he asked me for some game recommendations. And oh, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. one night we were having a conversation about Metroid games. I just clocked Super Metroid for the millionth time and was thinking about dusting off the original Metroid and giving that a go. Um, so we see a private message from Pond saying, hey, that reminds me, have you ever heard of the secret world in Metroid 2? Well, Paz says this is a pretty well-known glitch. Basically how it works is if you're falling down a, lo- a long shaft in some places in the game and then press the select button repeatedly fast, you can make wall tiles disappear. If you go through the tunnel that it's created, you'll end up outside of the map. So like I said, like the minus world. Uh, you can then find rooms that are just tile swaps of regular rooms, rooms that scroll repeatedly forever, and rooms that look like they, have, they were randomly thrown together. Um, so you're just, you know, recycling assets. Uh, apart from using it to sequ- sequence break, it's pretty pointless. It's more of a novelty than anything else. Um, some people started up a website devoted to it called The Secret Worlds. They were obsessed with mapping this whole thing out, like they were explorers braving uncharted territory. I tried it my, out myself once on my Game Boy, and I quickly got frustrated, though, after I, uh, af- I quickly got frustrated, though, after I kept getting stuck in walls when I moved between rooms. Um, so then talking about it, uh, Pon so, says he just found out about it, and is very excited. Um, finally, it's kind of fun to play with around with it. I didn't hear from Pon for a cu- couple of days after that. Then one night he sent me a message. Hey, I'm still messing around with the Metroid 2 secret world. I've been reading up on how to use the... I'm going to zoom in because I have bad eyes. I've been reading up on how to use <laughs> the secret worlds to skip areas of the game. I'm still getting the hang of it, but it's really trippy in here. Ah, it's really hard to describe. I taught Pond how to take snapshots and upload them so that he could show me the stuff he was finding. A few days later, I got a message. Um, I'm going to try to pop this into the... Um, Video feed here. Well, actually, you guys can't see it, so can you drop it in the chat in the um, Twitch chat? Yeah,
2: it'll be in the show notes for everybody listening to it too. Mm.
1: So you can look at your phone while you're driving and listening to us.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> well, more of the second less of the first. But yeah, sure.
0: I'll I'll read you what I just posted in there. Uh, hi, Pezmerja. God, you are not gonna be- gonna believe it. The game just scared the crap out of me. I was messing around in the secret world, and all of a sudden, I went into a room. The music changed and started playing like I had to fight a Metroid. The next thing I know, this garbled mess is flying at me. Absolutely freaked the hell out of me. Well, at least, at least, at least you can see I figured out how to take screenshots now. I'll let you know if I see anything else. For anyone not looking at the image, it's the,
1: it's the Metroid version of a missing no. Yep. Yes. yeah, Abominant. That is exactly is to
3: percent of how I was going to describe it.
0: Yeah, it's 100% <laughs> a missing no. Um, oh, uh Pesmerja says, "Oh yeah, I forgot that you can run into glitched out monsters in the secret world. Don't worry too much about them, man. Like the rooms, they are just graphically all messed up, but they'll start, they'll still behave the way they do in the game." Thank you for explaining what a glitch is. Um, so <laughs> 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 after that, I didn't. <laughs> after that, I didn't hear from him Throwing for about some a week. Throw Yep. Uh, then one night I was on the message board and got the following message from Pan. Pesmerja, something weird is going on. I found a new area tonight. It's a room which is made up of bits and pieces of save points. I found a room like this before, but this one's different. None of the saves work, which is weird because they usually do in the secret world. And usually when you stand on saves in the secret world, there are weird symbols where it should say, press start to save. But some of these saves are different. When I stand on them, random words appear. I'm uploading the photos now, I'll send you links in a moment. Oh god! Every time I back I back out, it like jumps to a different part of. The
4: <laughs> oh page. yeah,
0: it's the worst. Uh, Pond sent me the link, and I looked over the images that he'd uploaded, and I'll put another um, deal in here. Uh, so if you're playing along at home, there are is a series of seven images that look like basically just a a gobbledygook of Metroid tiles. Yeah. Um, but the bottom of every like below the the HUD. You see a word written out in each picture, and the words are
4: dare, legacy, my, stop, you, stealing, and how. how I, don't dare
0: I you do like any of that.
1: Stop stealing my legacy. Well, Kyle,
0: <laughs> I knew Should straight I away. This- I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I knew straight away that this wasn't just a glitch. I asked him where he had got the ROM from, and he gave me the address, and then I checked it out. The page wasn't there anymore, which wasn't really surprising, though. Back then, ROM websites were frequently popping up and being taken down almost immediately. Um, Pond says, is there any chance it could damage my computer? Ah, I wouldn't think so. I've never heard of a hacked ROM doing any malicious damage before. Uh, Just do a, a virus scan to be safe. So, just before I was about to go to bed, I looked at the pictures again. Now, it occurred to me that the words might form a sentence. <laughs> I wrote on. the words down on a piece of paper and started trying out combinations. Oh, come on. Eventually.
3: Hey. <laughs> he likes wearing sports jerseys.
0: Now, Kyle, w- Kyle, if it, you might have to write this down, but what do you think those seven words said? Oh, I don't. Um, hmm, let me think. Is it, <laughs> is it
1: potentially, how dare you stop stealing my legacy?
0: It said how dare you stop stealing my legacy. Now I thought this was a rather, rather strange sentence. I couldn't figure out why anyone would ever bother hacking that message into the game. I didn't even understand what it meant. A few <laughs> it's, days later. it's l- how, seven how words you it's dare too much stop for me. My legacy? Yeah. How, <laughs> how, you, how dare you dare stop, stop my legacy my... stealing.
2: Yeah. Don't open dead inside.
0: <laughs> Don't dead
2: yep. open inside. Yep.
0: Uh new message from Pond check this out i turned on metroid 2 tonight and after pressing start to load up my game something happened usually it goes straight to where you last saved but this time it just stayed on the title screen the sound became really distorted and i thought that it had frozen i was just about to reset the game when the string the screen and this message popped up and it literally just says a black uh, black screen says last chance to stop what does that message <laughs> the, mean And this weird sound started playing i don't know it's really hard to describe is there any way to record sound out of an emulator? I want to try to capture it again if it, if it happens so that you can hear it. I wonder who did this hack? There must be a reason. So I taught Pon how to capture the audio and gave him my email address. I told him to attach the file there if he did manage to record any sounds from the game. I thought about what Pon had described to me and I had to admit that I was pretty impressed by the hack. I also agreed with Pon’s reasoning. If someone had bothered to put this much effort in, then it was likely they had done more. It was just a matter of finding it. I was surprised that I'd never heard of the hack before. I started browsing through ROM hack sites, trying to find the one that Pond was playing. I didn't have any luck, so I asked around in a few IRC channels, but uh, no one had seen anything like I was describing. So the following night, I was browsing the message board, and I noticed I had a new private message. I saw that it was Pond. Presmerja, something extra freaky happened tonight in the secret world. I found myself in a room that looks like one of the rooms with the statues and an item, except all the blocks are wrong. I walked into the room and the music played that you can hear right when you run into a Metroid, except there wasn't a Metroid in the room. I left the room back the way I came and I was in a different spot to how... Fuck, that's a sentence. (laughs) I left the room back the way I came and I was in a different spot to how it was before. It was a passageway that just scrolls on endlessly. But the music is wrong. It doesn't sound like anything in the game. I managed to capture the sound. I'm about to email you the file. Um. And then there's a couple, a couple of correspondence here. Okay, I'm just downloading the file now. Uh, do you want to play some RA2 later? I don't know why that was in there. Uh, sure, sure, sounds like fun.
4: Hang adds on a sec. Authenticity.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, real. It's a real, it's real. chat. Thank you. Good point. Hang on a sec. Someone's knocking at my door. I'll be back in a moment. Oh. Cool. That's bad. You're dead now. <laughs> You're dead
1: now. Every, every horror movie I've seen tells me that person's
0: dead now. It's true. The audio file finished downloading, and I listened to it while I waited for Pond to come back. I didn't know what to make of it. I'd never heard a Game Boy make that kind of sound before. At first, it sounded to me just like a foghorn, but then another song, another sound started to play over top of the foghorn noise. The other sound did seem familiar to me somehow, but I couldn't quite place it. I found myself getting spooked, so I quickly closed the file. I got up and made myself a cup of coffee and a snack. Of course. <laughs> by, the time I g- <laughs> by the time I got back to my computer, 15 minutes had passed. Uh, we see Pazmerja sends a note to Pon. You still there, man? I waited a few more minutes, but I didn't no get a response, response.
4: from
0: Pon. Yeah. I, uh, I got worried for a moment, but then just figured either a friend or a family member had come by and he was busy. So I surfed the net for a bit, did some admin duties, then checked my messages again. Pon still hadn't come back. Oh, I, was so <laughs> um, I was pretty tired by that point. Pon's super dead. Pond is gone. Pond is gone. I was pretty tired by that point, so I shut down my computer and went to bed. I got up early the next day and checked to see if Pon had left a message. He had not. I headed off for school and didn't get home until the evening. After I grabbed a bite to eat, I sat in front of the computer and checked my email and private messages. Still nothing from Pon. I left a few more messages and waited for his response. Over the next few days, he still didn't get to me and I really started to freak out. I skipped school for a few days and stuck pretty close to my computer. One afternoon, after performing some minor admin duties, I re-listened to the sound that Pon had sent me. I still couldn't make out what it was, so I started playing around with it in Sound Recorder. I sped it up a few times and realized that the foghorn sound might be the music that plays right before you fight the Metroid Queen. As I continued to speed the sound file up, I realized what the other sound was. Someone was talking over the music. I had to speed the sound up over 10 times to get it to sound like it was playing at the right speed. Once I had done that, I tried to make out what the voice was saying. I had to listen carefully a few times before I got it. The first part was an introduction. Someone was saying, I am. And after that, presumably their name. I couldn't catch what it was, though. It wasn't an English name. The second part of the sentence was clear enough, though. Knock, knock. I am here. Needless to say, I was quite unnerved at that point. I hit the internet again, trying to find out anything I could about the version of Metroid 2 that PON had been playing. I emailed people at the Secret Worlds website, I posted messages on numerous emulation websites, and I spoke to people on various IRC channels. Most people thought I was joking. The rest thought I was crazy. It seems no one knew what the hell I was talking about. Then one night, I got a private message from user 12345. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: Oh, Oh, boy. That's never good.
0: Yeah. It says, look up Gunpei Yokoi. Does anybody know who Gunpei Yokoi is?
2: Am I supposed to know who Gunpei
0: Yokoi is? He created the Game Boy.
4: Thank you. Father of the Game Boy. Hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. I was a bit startled. When I'd been going around asking questions about Metroid 2, I hadn't been using Pezmerja as my username. that name is tough. Yeah, it's, that's <laughs> um, a rough one. Yeah. Nor had I mentioned what message board I was from. I replied back to the message, wanting to know who was messaging me and how they found me. But the user never got back to me. After that night, I kept an eye on the logs of user activity to see if he came back to the site, but he never did. I then took the message's advice and looked up the name Gunpei Yokoi. Gunpei Yokoi. And it didn't take me to find out who he was. Turns out he was hugely influential in Nintendo. Some of the games he worked on included the original Donkey Kong, Mario Bros., Kid Icarus, Metroid, and Metroid 2. But what he is best known for is arguably his greatest creation, the Game Boy. It's often described as, everybody with me, his legacy. Oh.
4: oh.
0: Um, after leaving Nintendo, uh, he started his own company. Gunpei Yokoi died in a car accident. I glanced at the date of his death, and that gave me a shock. It was October 4th, 1997, uh, the same day that I got my last message from Pon. I listened to the sped up version of the audio that Pon had sent me, and that's when I knew the first part of the message was, I am Gunpei Yokoi. It was after this realization that I went through a period, which went on for about a year, in which I flat out refused to answer a door unless the person identified themselves.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> good
0: over okay. the next few months i over the next few months i scoured the internet for any news stories concerning a missing teenager in london um i might have skipped over this but pon identified himself as a teenager in london so there you ah, go there it is unless he, he was the brother and the roommate amateur <laughs> <Yeah>. garbage <laughs> <laughs> there were there were several stories that would pop up but the details were so vague that any one of them or none of them could have been pon there was one story that did catch my attention however It was about a missing teenager who had been last seen at home. His mother had left for work, and she said that he had been on the computer in the lounge room. When she returned several hours later, the lounge room was empty, but the computer and various other electrical appliances were still turned on. At first, she she thought that he might be in another part of the house, but when she checked, she found out it was empty. She then tried to call his mobile phone, and that was when she discovered that his phone and wallet were by the computer. It was that at this point, at this point, that she called the police. They investigated and found no signs of disturbance in the house, and nothing was missing. Well, except for the teenager. <laughs> he,
4: <laughs> God damn it,
0: God he damn it, had vanished without a trace. I looked for more information online, but couldn't find anything else. So I contemplated getting in touch with the police in London. But one thing stopped me: there was no one. There was no way I could think to word my story without sounding like a crazy person. Even if I could figure out how to word it properly and if this missing teen did happen to be Pon, there was no information that I could give them that they wouldn't get off his computer anyway. And if it wasn't Pon, then I would just be wasting their time and possibly end up in some sort of legal trouble. The words hindering a police investigation popped into my mind. I did went they, back through my con-
2: Did they really smismerge? <laughs> uh
0: I went back through my conversations with Pon to see if there were any clues to his real identity that I hadn't noticed before but there was nothing there that revealed anything that I didn't already know. It was then that I realized that I always just assumed that he was a he in the first place. But there was nothing in our conversations to dismiss the possibility that Pon had been a female. The possibility of Pon being female instantly made the task of finding Pon twice as hard. In the end, I had to give up. I just didn't know what I could possibly do. I took screenshots of all my conversations with Pon, copied the pics and sound files. He had emailed me and burnt them onto a CD just in case I ever needed them again. Not long after that, I finished high school and then started working. <laughs> time passed. Uh, within, a, within a month, I stopped becoming, being an admin. I still stuck around the board for a few more months, but by then I, had no, had, I had no longer had the free time to post with any regularity. Over the following years, I got busy with life and everything that happened with Pon drifted further and further from my mind. I decided to write all of this down and put it online in the hopes that after all these years, someone might know something about what happened to Pon, or know of the version of Metroid 2 that he found. As I said at the beginning, I honestly don't know what to make of this. Is there a copy of Metroid 2 floating around the internet that's haunted by the ghost of Gunpei Yokoi? <laughs> what a sentence most most definitely there is (laughs) and if you have the misfortune to stumble across it does he come to your door angry that you have dared to defile his legacy i try not to think about it too much when it does cross my mind now i like to imagine that the whole thing was an elaborate hoax perpetrated perpetuated by Pond. thank you that he had set the whole thing up months in advance. He created the images and the audio files. He came onto the message board pretending to be a technically inept teenager when really he was brilliant with a PC. He was user 12345. He was the one who told me to look up Gunpei Yokoi. I like to imagine that he's somewhere out there still laughing about the wonderful joke he pulled all those years ago. Sometimes I can almost convince myself that it was just a hoax. I think that... That, I think that was how I was able to get to sleep at night in the months after I lost contact with Pon, And I think that telling myself it was all just a hoax now is going to come in real handy on those restless nights in the day to come. The days to come. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't stick the landing. Uh, we so, so there you go. Um, a copy of Metroid 2 that's haunted by the creator of the father of the Game Boy. And <laughs> Pawn Yokei. is gone. Pawn is, Pawn is gone. Gone. Um, Gunpei, Gunpei Yokoi also, interestingly enough, created the Virtual Boy. was the last thing he did with Nintendo, and that's what made him leave. Oh, oh.
4: interesting. Yeah. I, I he, would leave, yep.
0: too. He, it's his, you should look him up sometime. His, uh, his legacy, like, not to make a joke of, of this of Pawn, story. Of this um, dead boy his, Pawn. His his contribution. I mean, he did he did a lot for Nintendo, and it was actually he left kind of really not disgraced, but left in a really poor state um, because the Virtual Boy failed so bad. So, like the person that the guy that created the Game Boy, which is probably still the most successful thing Nintendo has done, I would say commercially, like one of the yeah, he yeah. left in disgrace because the Virtual Boy flopped so hard. Considering um,
1: every handheld was named the the Game Boy until yeah, what. The this DS. year, when the DS yeah. gets is ending production, yeah, I think, yeah. I think yeah. you're right.
0: Yeah. Um. Anyway, so there you go. Metroid Two: Secret Worlds. Cre- credit to Uber Necklord. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's the best part of the story.
2: <laughs> oh man. Hey everyone. Sorry if you were expecting the Wii Shop music. Lucky for you, there are like a thousand and a half covers on YouTube and Spotify and wherever else you stream music. I'm here today to tell you that we would like to fill this slot with something other than the Wii shop music. We've sort of reached the point with this podcast that we would really love to take on a sponsor or two, and we're not looking for your quips or your lawnmowers or your purple mattresses. Although I would very much like at least two of those three things. I'll let you decide which two we are looking for indie creators in the nerd space. Just like us, we are not trying to get rich off this show, We just want to help spread indie nerd culture around the globe. So if you are someone who makes dice, if you are an artist who takes commissions, if you have a video game or nerd or comic related brand, we would love to run an ad for you on the show. We've put together some sponsorship packages and we've made sure to keep the price point low enough that people like us would be able to afford it. So if you have any interest in advertising with us or you know someone who might shoot us an email and get in touch at debate this cast at gmail.com.
0: Uh we got some good we got <laughs> we got some good uh some good nuggets in the chat. Um, F, I'll be pondering during this for a while.
2: <laughs> I think it
0: can F's help
2: of you
3: the, with
0: this pawn, pawn, <laughs> pawn in the chat for channel yokoi. Yeah uh pawn is gone.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Very good excellent. Very good.
0: Uh Kyle Matt, what do you guys got?
1: Um I'll go. I've got um I've got a I've got a few here so if if we uh, want to round out some more later I can pull more up but um I've got the um the it's Fallout 3 Numbers Station.
0: Ooh. Oh, I think I've heard I this one. I
3: almost did this one today. This is good. Yeah, yeah this I is like a good this one. one a lot. Um so as you guys
1: as you may or may not know, Matt uh Fallout 3 is a is the third entry in the fallout franchise i don't know if you were why you were me? playing <laughs> games at this point um Kyle, well, this game came fallout out in 2008 so. <laughs> come on man come on <laughs> um uh. so fallout 3 contains several in-game radio stations uh the most diverse and important station easily the most famous station in, in the game is galaxy news radio um Many players of the evil persuasion know that you can kill the host of Galaxy News Radio Three Dog, and if you which do, is a crime, it is yes. a crime. You're the an worst thing you do. I did you not kill know Three that Dog. you could do that. Actually, it's terrible. I had no idea that you can do that. Um, if you kill Three Dog, he will be replaced by the technician Margaret. Uh, she is very uncharismatic, has very little to say, does not enjoy her new announcing duties. Um, also, does not appear in person, so you cannot kill margaret uh once you kill three dog you're stuck with her um what you what most players don't know is that under certain circumstances under certain circumstances galaxy news radio will become a numbers station Um, a numbers station is a radio station that broadcasts um, coded messages usually in morse code many of these exist in real life some people hypothesize that they are a nuclear re- retaliation control network. Um, you can check out Wikipedia for more in- information on um, numbers stations and how they relate to, and you know how they work in the real world, but back to Fallout three. So no one really knows what um, actions in game you need to commit to hear the number station or to like unlock the number station in Fallout three um but you have they do know you have to kill three dog um no one has reported hearing the number station with him still alive it also appears you can't complete the quest galaxy news radio where you boost the signal so it can be broadcast further than the immediate dc area um, you just don't do that quest and you you unlock and your other actions in game will unlock the quest as long as it or unlock the number station as long as the quest remains uncompleted. Um, and then the other thing that people have figured out is you have to destroy Raven Rock. Uh, this, will, this is the final thing you need to do to trigger uh, Galaxy News Radio into a number station, and then it will stay a number station for the rest of the game. Most players who do those three things, um, kill Three Dog, don't complete the quest, and destroy Raven Rock still here, the normal broadcast so you've got to do something else we just don't know exactly at least in the confines of the story we don't know what those are sure sure (laughs) if you're lucky enough to hit on on the right set of circumstances just after destroying raven rock you will get the message radio signal lost followed by a few seconds later the message radio signal found uh, you cannot, however, actually listen to Galaxy News Radio because you haven't boosted the signal and you're out of range of the broadcast. At Like Raven Rock is outside the broadcast zone of Galaxy News Radio. However, Raven Rock is situated in the mountains and is right near many of the places outside D- outside DC that are like high enough to still catch the signal. Um, so far, the confirmed location to hear the Galaxy News Radio's number signal are within the immediate D.C. area, like the, the normal range of Galaxy News Radio, at the top of the Ferris wheel on Point Lookout, on the tops of some satcom sat arrays you can climb in the northwestern part of the map, on the roof of Tenpenny Tower, um, might, which, yeah, on the roof of Tenpenny Tower, on the highest point of the Broken Bridge around Arfu, and some of the highest mountain tops near Raven Rock. Um, this'll be your like earliest chance to, to hear it. If you do the, the quest, you climb the mountain, you can hear the numbers station. When you tune in, you will hear a familiar, an old familiar voice, three dog, even though he's supposed to be dead. Hmm. Uh, however, you'll notice that he doesn't seem to be in character, so it may not be three-dog talking, but the actual voice actor, Eric Dellums. Um, he reads a series of numbers in a monotone... That's
0: wild.
4: It's two-dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's two-dog. Yeah. Nice. Um,
1: he reads a series of numbers in a monotone, pressed voice. Always recites a list of single digits between nine and 12 characters long. For example, 93790172034. Things like that. He never... Says uses a a multi-digit number like 11 or 40. Um, These numbers are followed by a widely varying lengths of Morse code. Um, And then each one closes out with the song, I Don't Want to Set the World on Fire, which if you've played Fallout 3, you've heard thousands and thousands and thousands of times. Uh, The Morse code is the easiest part of the mystery to crack, as everyone knows Morse code or how to look it up online at least. And we quickly had a list of great number a a great number of messages listed in English. Some sounded completely mundane, like "Washed the car today," maybe Chinese for dinner, or "Have you, or have you watched my YouTube video yet?" I uploaded myself kicking bums in the nuts. Well, now you might what? what? <laughs>
3: that's,
1: that's a big difference you know, from the other those things. Those two,
3: those two common
1: sentences you hear. Two, two common sentences. Now you might be saying, "But wait, YouTube doesn't exist in the fallout universe." and you would be right. As far as we can tell, all the messages sounded like they exist outside the fallout universe and in our like present day. Um, some of the messages, however, are quite sinister, like, "The queen has died today." "The world murn- mourns." as on days like these, we are all Brits," or, "I can't believe they've actually done it." Not long left. The noise. I can't take the noise anymore. I have a pistol in the attic.
3: You know those things.
4: <laughs> Yikes!
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So very recently, a player on, on um went into the wiki forums and noticed a message that brought to the and that brought light to the meaning of some of these more cryptic messages. He was a he was reading a thread that collected all known messages, trans translated from. Uh, Morse code to English, and saw the line one two zero five five two eight two zero one zero. What are you talking about? You'll be missed. Uh, talking, talking with the apostrophe and the G dropped. Um, he realized this referred to the then recent death of uh, actor Gary Coleman, and quickly realized the numbers were the time and date that he had died. He immediately scanned through the messages to try and find more examples of this apparent fortune telling by a game that was, at this point, only a year old. Um, the next message he read shocked him and pushed him to enlist the aid of other players to help uh, decipher some of these codes. The message was 945 420 2010. Accident in the Gulf, several dead. Oil spill apparently averted. Um, he realized this was the the date of the uh, the BP oil spill in the Gulf Coast. Right. Um, mm. And the erroneous. Did people die one in that, though? Di- um, I, I, don't I don't know. Remember. Maybe. Yeah. It, yeah. I, on I, I the, don't know. The, the Blackwater Horizon oil rig exploded. People died. I think that's the case. Okay. Um, there was a movie about it. Thor was in it. Um, from this point on, all numbers will be transcribed as times and dates. All times were given in the in-game in military format and remain in military format in this um, wiki page. Uh, numerous members of the Fallout me- Wiki message board began looking over the message to see what else we could learn. Uh, we quickly found that most of the dates were after the game had been relief released, but some had been in the past. Uh, one such was. 22-15, uh, April 15th, 1865. He's dead and the blame will probably be p- placed on that actor booth. Johnson better not cheat me out of the payment. Um, obviously referring to the Lincoln assassination. Um, mm-hmm. the, com- the community quickly started piling up er- interpretations of these messages. Uh, mods of the site started banning everyone who posted in this thread. Um, All reference to the numbers stations were removed from the Fallout wiki and filtering software was put in place to prevent reposting of any relevant information. A few people, however, started trading emails and slowly finished the translation of the remaining messages and putting context to the dates. Um, One, and again, this was in 2009, 2010. So one message was, the queen has died today. The world mourns. As on days like this, we are all Brits. Uh, 4 to March 19th, 2014. Have you watched my YouTube video yet? The, the, bum, the bum-kicking one was dated 24-16, um, December 24th, 2012. Um, this one's fun. I can't believe Britney's actually won the Oscar. 21-33, uh, <laughs> February 27th, uh, 27th 2023. <laughs> But the last, this is the last one. Um, I can't believe they've actually done it. Not long left. They were warned. But they just had to keep pushing the boundaries of science. The noise. I can't take the noise anymore. And the light, dear God. The universe is slowly unraveling around us. I'm not going to wait for death. I have a pistol in the attic. Um, This is the only message not preceded by a string of numbers. Um, And then the last piece of information here is that the last date on any of these messages is 127 july 6th 2027 there you go the end of the world that's the end of the world as predicted by uh the (laughs) fallout three fallout
3: (laughs) three number (laughs) station good um when i looked this one up i then like went and looked up videos for number stations and like they're kind of horrifying if you listen to a number station like oh, someone yeah. just reading reading words and numbers yeah, yeah. to yeah, like a deadpan voice is very
0: unsettling
2: yes yeah
3: there was a, Matt, a podcast you were in radio
0: I... oh yeah
2: <laughs> yeah i'm in radio uh there was a podcast that i listened to um that i finished it was an audio drama and every one of their episodes ended with a clip from a numbers station and they all like Oof. each clip had a secret code in it and it would give you like plot and lore bits from the audio drama. It was really cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah un- unsettling is definitely a way to put it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that, yeah. This is, this is more of an unsettling one. Yeah. I like that one a lot. That yeah. one's cool.
0: That's a cool one. That one mm-hmm. is a cool one. Cool.
3: I like it. And like mm-hmm. weird and like weird shit happens in the fallout wasteland where like, I could certainly see mm-hmm. it is very feasible that you could end up in a storyline somewhere where suddenly there is a number station going off in your radio and you're like, yeah. Oh, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: yeah. But Like who would kill three dog? Who would kill three dog no. to get there?
3: No, that's how you <sighs> know this is monsters. Real. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Can't, so real can't, you can do it in the game. Yes or no. That's real. Yeah,
3: apparently I, I, I mean, okay. again, no one I, has ever tried, but
0: yeah, I didn't even I don't remember that you you encounter him in real life. Or, I know you, know, you can life. go
1: to the station. You do okay. meet
0: three dog three
3: dog yeah. is, like his character and you, model. And exists. you can you right. can that's kill right. three dog. You can Did
2: you just check Mm-hmm. confirmed confirmed. Got it. And Why? the Internet has never lied. Why so. would you ever <laughs> kill three dog? Three dog is my favorite NPC from that whole series. From it yeah. from most like most games, top five NPC.
3: Yeah, hundred yeah. percent.
0: Three dog rules. In a word. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs>
3: if you uh, fun fact, if you Google um what like can you kill three dog, there's a Reddit thread that pops up that says what happens if you kill three dog? The third uh comment down is the link to the Fallout Three number station creepypasta. Dang. Perfect. Basically their way of saying, like,
2: this is what happens if you kill three dogs. Those are the best creepy pastas, like the ones that work themselves into internet lore that you're Mm -hmm. not super sure is is real or fake.
1: That's what really drew me to this was like I absolutely can see them putting a number station puzzle in Fallout 3 if you kill three dog, which no one does, and I can see it not leading anywhere. Like all the pieces are there for this to be believable. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the Gary Coleman death prediction, though, is is a tad silly to be taken as proof yeah.
2: of
0: its. Uh... Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's goofy. Yeah, cool. All cool. right.
2: Um. Well, I'll give uh, I'll give one more that's an actual creepy pasta and not a not a scary reading of Pac Man. Perfect. Please, cool. please do
0: bring it. Bring us home, Matt.
2: All right. So. This one is called the virtual reality experiment. A few years before the time of this writing, there was an experiment to taste to test a phenomenal invention. If the test was successful, it could have potentially revolutionized the world of video games forever. The invention was a virtual reality gaming console that would actually put eager players into the game so they could vividly experience it instead of just playing it. It sounds like something from unrealistic science fiction, but the developers had spent years building it and made sure it was ahead of the rest of the gaming industry by
0: far. This is just a Black Mirror. You're just, this is just a Black <laughs> Mirror. This is very Black yeah. Mirror.
2: Yep. Yeah. This I, is my
0: favorite episode of Black Mirror, actually. <laughs> the console
2: was to be called The Immersion, and it would have instantly made every other console obsolete. It wasn't like the kind of system where you have to wear a visor over your eyes like the Oculus Rift and still hold a controller. It would have generated an entire virtual world unlike any other before it for players to explore. The game would generate sounds, smells, sights, even a temperature. Once the gamer began playing, it was as if they had stepped into another world for an adventure. Sometimes the game would give the li- Nope. Nope. Sometimes the game would give them items to use, and there would be people inside the game to interact with. People who would wander around the world, heroes, villains, and neutrals. The game would create situations and the players would solve them. The immersion actually put the player into the story. It was an advanced piece of technology, far beyond today's limitations, and it held a certain tempting beauty to it that attracted almost every major business to hear of it. The way the immersion worked was by getting into your head. Basically, the system would put you in a sleep-like condition and control the dreams you had. It was a
1: complicated Ooh. and very uh,
0: sophisticated device. Good. Some yeah. inception going on. Is... Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: There's no way this can go bad. No way.
1: Yeah. Oh, it only ends well for
2: everyone involved. Hundred percent. Yep. The only thing players had as a controller was a helmet over their heads for the machine to work. Anyone who was wearing the helmet should have only moved a little bit while playing the game in the curious sensation known as, quote-unquote, sleepwalking, similar to how they would in actual slumber. If you had died or lost in the game, then the immersion would simply wake you up. Only three games were made for the immersion, and the games took almost as much time to make as the console itself. Tests were required to make sure the game worked properly so researchers were hired to examine the console. However, developers wanted to keep the, in- keep the invention the punctuation a secret so that no other company could steal their idea or make a console to rival the immersion, which was highly unlikely. The researchers found three people to play the three games developed for the system. Their names were Mark, Luke, and Wayne, and each of them was a devoted gamer. The researchers let them pick the games they played after an explanation about each game. Mark, Luke, and
1: Wayne. The game, Mountain Dew Game Fuel ran
2: coursing Mm -hmm. through their veins. Yeah. (laughs) There was a game called War World, which was a shooting game. The player would have started in a helicopter wearing a full standard issue army uniform. They had just enough time to look around the sleek black interior of the helicopter, with the pilot and the co-pilot chairs in the front, a wooden crate next to the player on the floor, and the door to the helicopter wide open, revealing a height so great the ground was scarcely visible. After a moment of looking around, the pilot would tell them to grab a parachute and a gun from the crate, and then to jump out of the helicopter. The immersion would have made it all the more terrifying then pressing a button and walking forward. It would make the player smell the air at the high altitude and feel the overpowering overpowering strength of the helicopter blades as they stood in the doorway, staring down at the earth where a layer of dust concealed the ground. And then the player would fall from the helicopter, just before a missile was fired to shoot the helicopter down behind them as they fell to the ground. The player would actually feel the heat of the explosion scraping their back, and the explosion would have been deafeningly loud and scattered flaming helicopter pieces everywhere. The player would then have to pull the ripcord of the parachute to land in the middle of a war zone with the gun they chose. Each soldier, friendlier enemy, would have custom faces, different stories and personalities, and different techniques. This was the game Mark would play.
0: Did you purposefully now, find something to make you now, say helicopter a and, thousand and now, times?
3: And I, I did a control F. You don't say helicopter ever again in this story. And i now is a good time to say that this is this is big helicopter propaganda from Matt Cole on I our stream. Do
2: not hear a difference. We've been on this shit for three chat. years.
0: I don't hear. Fucking a Fucking chat. We have we have evidence. Please yeah. tell us we're please convince us we're wrong. Can Cat man. Somebody tell us one? that
2: we're wrong. <laughs> Whatever. Helicopter. Helicopter. It's the same word. This is this is the helicopter. Matt will die. on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I hate you guys. Um, so it's good. The next game was titled Diesel Drag, a racing game. It started with the player walking through a tunnel onto a racetrack where there would be lines of race cars arranged all different types and models. All the player had to do was climb inside one and turn the key in the ignition, and then all of the other cars would suddenly have drivers in them ready to race. There had been plenty of tracks designed. The racetracks ranged from a NASCAR type track to a forest drive to wild public racing through a city. The immersion had also created a world off the racetrack in case the players went off road. The NASCAR track. Always a good idea. Oh, always, Mm -hmm. yeah. The NASCAR track had spectators wandering around outside the boundaries. The forest had trees and woodland animals. And the city had individual shops with different people inside. This was the game that Luke would play. The third and final game developed for the immersion was the most vivid of them all. The developers saw an opportunity to make a horror game. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, there's the turn. An Mm -hmm. actual scary one unlike any made before and they decided to make one for the immersion. Hours of time went into making the monster look intimidating and frightening, and weeks went into creating how he would behave in the game. The game was called the Aberrant. The player would begin strapped to a table, and they would find their arms tied down. If they struggled, the player would find their right arm was loose and possible to twist out of the binds. The room was empty aside from the table. Looking around, the player would see the room was a perfect square with stone walls and an iron door. After about 20 seconds, a white-haired man would enter the room with a long butcher knife. If the player was free or nearly free, he would attack. If the player appeared to still be strapped down, he would stand over them and begin whispering about how much he would love to see the blade enter their flesh and other psychotic things such as this. To make this moment even creepier, a few developers had had extended conversations with murderous asylum inmates who had stabbed victims to death, only to get a feel for the emotion required for this man. <laughs> yeah. Not... Okay. Uh, I know. Yep. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Just layered on there. A little little
1: mind hunter in there too mm-hmm. in our black mm-hmm. mirror.
2: Yeah. A yeah. little silence of the lambs. The player could overpower the man and knock him to the ground. push past him and escape. Either way, they had to get out of the room. Once they had escaped the room, the old man would call after them just before the iron door slammed shut. You can't escape. Come back, or he will find you. He turned out to be the monster. The player's goal was to navigate their way through a maze-like cave system while avoiding it. The developers had made sure to put plenty of obstacles, objects, and details into the maze. There were broken chairs to throw at the monster to slow it down, large tree roots growing out of the wall to force the player to climb over or slide under, and piles of rocks and gravel to hide behind. But the monster was unrelenting in his bloodthirsty search. Wayne, who was apparently a horror addict, had practically begged to play this game. Oh, Wayne. <laughs> Wayne oh, Wayne, you, you idiot. First mistake. <laughs> Wayne, you fool. With every researcher and developer gathered in a large room, Mark, Luke, and Wayne were strapped down to three tables before the immersion helmets were placed over their heads. A button was pressed, and then the games were started. Within a minute, all three gamers had fallen into a sleep-like state, occasionally mumbling about shoot that one, or pass him, or sometimes kicking slightly. The immersion helmets were hooked up to three large television screens so everybody could see what the gamers saw in a first-person view. The experiment was going almost exactly as planned, so developers and researchers alike were preparing to celebrate. But then their celebration was cut tragically short. The gamers began to thrash around. Mark, who had been in the middle of the shooting of an enemy with his machine gun in War World, was now screaming, his cries growing in pitch every time he stopped to take a breath. Terrified, researchers jumped backwards as blood began to spurt from Mark's body. Small wounds (laughs) that looked like bullet holes had covered Mark's chest, and his screams began to die off. In only a few moments, Mark had turned from an avid gamer into a bullet hole filled corpse. (laughs) (laughs) In case you weren't aware that he was being shot by bullets. Yeah, right.
1: Holy shit. He transformed from a gamer to a corpse. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's, they it's were the really the, proud of that line. The, the worst yeah. Animorph ever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Luke was jerking from side to side. His car in the game was going off the track and he was fighting to keep it on. He might have succeeded, but suddenly another race car came along and knocked him off the road. Luke had told the developers to put it on the forest track the same track where the developers had chosen to put a large, fenceless cliff overlooking a long hill. Luke's car spun over and over again as it rolled off the steep cliff and down the hill. The car went into midair for a moment and then hit the ground with a terrible screech of metal. Luke's sleeping body quivered for a moment, and then there was a loud cracking sound as his neck snapped along with a few other bones. That doesn't make any sense. Nope. All was still, and then the car exploded. Luke's body erupted into flames, <laughs> and researchers oh. <laughs> were astounded at this sudden, spontaneous human combustion. <laughs> a few ran for the fire extinguisher, <laughs> yeah. but all that remained of Luke was a black hunk of meat and a burning smell.
0: Okay. In chat, we got Did he transform into a car crash? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's boy. excellent. Okay.
2: At this point, Developers and researchers alike were trying to stop the game Wayne was playing. If they had simply pulled off his helmet, Wayne's brain might have been permanently damaged. Sorry, (laughs) Wayne's brain is great. I'm getting through Wayne's Wayne's brain.
3: brain. (laughs) Uh, Do you think Uh, that they came up with that name and they got this far and they're like, we can't change it now. Yeah, we're already too far in. I
1: can't control F to replace (laughs) Wayne in my story.
2: We're, We're set. Party on, Wayne. They couldn't turn off the game and could only watch Wayne play. Wayne's arm had been cut while escaping the old man in the beginning of the game, and a thick gash appeared in reality, staining his shirt sleeve with blood. After escaping the old man, Wayne was now running for his life down the caves. The monster's roar echoed behind him in the distant darkness at the end of the tunnel. Wayne found himself in a large open area. He looked around for a few seconds, and then came the sound of thundering footsteps. He cast a quick, frightening glance to the dark tunnel he had just emerged from, and then looked around the area again. There was a large rock over over to the side, and Wayne quickly scrambled behind it. He froze, trying not to even breathe, as the footsteps entered the room. There was the sound of the monster sniffling. Wayne stared at the ground, hardly daring to move the slightest bit. The monster stopped, and there was silence. Wayne cautiously began to raise his head, to look up at the top of the rock. There was no sound. Suddenly, a large clawed hand shot down over the top of the rock. There was a loud growl, and Wayne screamed. The claws managed to seize him around the chest and pulled him from his hiding spot. In reality, Wayne's body opened up with more scratches leaking even more blood. Should we, tweet, should we treat these wounds? No, all we can do is watch. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Only he can save himself now.
2: <laughs> the monster hoisted him into the air and threw him to the ground. Wayne looked up and got a glimpse of the monster. Its face resembled a human skull, having two dark eyes and a stubby nose. The eyes held two green orbs that cut through Wayne's like hunter's eyes. The monster had a mouth like a gaping chasm. With long, sharp teeth. Its body was large and brown with long legs. Long appendages grew from under its arms, wrapping around Wayne and pulling him into the air upside down. Wayne screamed and put his arms in front of him as some sort of defense, and then the monster's mouth opened wide and pulled Wayne into itself before its mouth closed, chomping the man as though he were nothing more than a piece of bread. In reality, Wayne's body fell open, exposing a broken skull and meaty insides. His lifeless (laughs) eyes still remained in his head, staring out of the holes in his skull. A few people vomited. (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) 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 A few people. World building. Oh, that's good. In the game, the monster threw Wayne down. The green lights in its eyes died, reducing them to pure black. The monster on the TV screen looked right at the developers with its dark holes, and then thick black sludge began to fall from his eyes onto the floor its mouth slowly fell open releasing even more of the sludge almost everybody watching the experiment developers and researchers immediately fled the room those who remained only had five people that was that a sentence those who remained only five people watched the monster slowly turn its head to the side as it stayed as it jesus good lord, as it stared before the TV finally shut off. All the records of the immersion have been destroyed, and it is as though it never happened. Nothing like it has ever been attempted since then. A year after the experiments took place, all five of the people who stayed with Wayne until the TV had turned off were found dead. Each of them was confirmed as suicide. The most chilling part about the suicides, other than the fact they all took place on the same day, was that each body was found next to the household television set, and each TV was turned to nothing but static. Bum bum. That's it. That's all I got.
4: Uh, like,
2: and again, this big like build-up,
3: yeah. build up, build up. I, I guess we're done.
0: That it was so good until everyone started dying inexplicably, then it kinda got off the rails, no <laughs> pun intended. Yeah, man. You can't end a story.
2: You can build yeah. a good story, but you can't end a you good build story. End a
0: story. Oh man. Just
1: the hopelessly watching as the first one gets like riddled with bullet holes inexplicably like, yeah. <laughs> I, and then Matt,
4: I, and got, then, oh,
0: what I a, got a question Michael, for you. I got a question for I've you, got, then I've got a question. Do you, okay. Matt, all right. Do do you, if you die in the game, do you die in real life?
2: <laughs> well, they, they made sure to include that if you died in the game, the immersion would simply wake you up. So they 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 quantified that if you die in the game, you don't die in real life. However, those who died in the game very much died in real life. One transformed into a car crash.
0: I think that's (laughs) like that was the most like infuriating part of that is like we've done that. People have done this in fiction well. Like the idea that your you're gonna like your brain is gonna be taken to some other extra planar thing, and your brain like. The whole if you die in the game, if you die in real life, like that is a trope. It's not, but new, the trope yet. is, yeah, the trope is like brain death. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like the game man,
1: overloads your brain.
0: Yeah. Like, right. That, yeah. That's legitimate. Like, that makes sense to me. You can just do that. You don't have to, like, your brain can't make up bullet holes. <laughs> yeah, right. <No. laughs> or break
2: bones. That's the yeah. one that I was just like,
0: their what? bones
2: broke. In oh, real life, uh, broken yeah. bones got you. Spontaneous human combustion was what pushed yeah, me yeah.
0: over. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, that one is like okay. the 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 headset maybe the headset got caught on fire or something. Yeah. Like, oh oh yeah,
2: sure, a hundred percent.
0: That makes a lot sure. of sense,
2: Andrew. You're so right. I'm just, well, it's better I'm just, than <laughs> he turned into a car crash. <laughs>
3: it's better than spontaneous bone breaking
1: to me. Yeah,
3: I'm just lost on what like at what point did they just not do any quality assurance testing on this game device like <laughs> right? like not even a little bit like not yeah. even on lab mice they're just like this, yeah. is, this is probably fine let's bring in
1: wayne hey wayne come on in the basic storytelling note i have is they should have left out the line about if you die or fall if you die in game you die you you wake up like they could have left that ambiguous, but that's yeah, gonna get him, That's gonna get him sued. Yeah, and then yep. they all died. Right.
2: Like that's false advertisement. Yeah. It. This
1: is oh a boy. Black
3: Mirror
2: episode.
1: It super is. It, well, it it very much it 100% actually mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. On yeah. Black Mirror. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. one of the best Black Mirror episodes. Yep. It's also one of the I best know.
2: episodes of Fairly Odd Parents. So there's that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fairly Odd Parents did it first. There and you go. Yeah.
0: Well, um, well, gents, it's it's just about the top of the hour here. Um, I think we can probably call it call it night. Uh, Spectacular Express. Any parting thoughts? Ooh. Any uh, any last minute any things you want to leave our our lovely uh, chat with this evening? Um, someone suggested next year we write our own
1: creepy pastas, mm. and I'd, I'd I, be down for that. I, I don't, don't know if that. you I don't
2: know if you want that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah then then you can see how well all of us can end a story
0: which is not yeah spoiler no, just, just not to, well. be, to be clear um i uh uh bach check says i'll edit for you that's that's my wife um <laughs> uh i will i will write out my okay so for those of you listening you have already heard you've likely already heard our first Spectacular express episode for those of you watching the live stream it hasn't come out yet. Um, I would be willing to write the novelization of my Banjo Kazooie. Uh, oh God! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> <The> body <novelization>. horror. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna
1: write a whole novel. A novella. Yeah, we'll call it a novella.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got nothing else. I'm, I'm just, it's just, I'm just watching One Piece from now until the end of the eternity. I got nothing else <laughs> going on.
3: Um, sharing creepypastas is like sharing one of your favorite songs with someone. The first time you hear it, you're like, oh, like that's pretty good. Like the first time you read a creepypasta, you're like, oh, that's pretty good. And then you you make someone else listen to it and you're like, yeah. no, the good part's coming. Wait, yeah, the good I part. Promise. The good part's I coming. Wait, it gets about it the uh,
0: It's the like the YouTube video that you found funny, but then you're realizing isn't funny when you're watching yeah. you're just like, Huh? 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 The trick is not hyping it up. Yeah. Yeah. You get yeah, that's that's the that's the loss. So, okay, so we have coming up Oh, we haven't named the episode yet. Cool. Well, uh, <laughs> 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 quick bail.
4: Consummate
0: uh,
1: professionals. We, could give, we can give our, our viewers a, a hint of what's coming, I think. Because you tuned into the stream, we'll tell you the premise of our... Up- upcoming episode? How's that? No,
0: I'm, uh, no, I'm saying that we haven't thought of it yet. We haven't picked I'm the premise that.
2: of the
1: upcoming we, we episode
0: yet. We we don't know yet. Do you, if you know, you can tell us, Kyle.
1: Oh, I was thinking of the <laughs> one we recorded already no. that no, no. came out, but I guess we record things
3: like three months in
1: advance, so who knows? Yeah, in time. Yeah,
0: yeah, time and space.
2: Time is timey wimey. Space. I will and time. say though,
0: we can talk about this. Um, we will be doing. So, a couple updates for Patreon related stuff. Um, For those of you that are on our Patreon, they're listening or tuning in. Thank you so much for your support. If you aren't already on our Patreon, you could check it out at twitch.tv slash, nope, patreon.com slash debate this cast. You got it. It's debate this cast. You guys got it. It's been a long day. Uh, It's patreon.com slash debate this cast. Uh, For $5 a month, you could be, you have access to our premium channel where we are playing uh, on a monthly basis. You get uh, access to the Office Drones, uh, Office-based D&D arc. Um Dragons arc. <laughs> um, we, are, we are putting Office Drones on a brief pause for the month of October, and we're going to do a one-shot uh, led by Kyle, um, a spoopy-themed, Halloween-themed D&D one-shot, TBD, which, w- which we will be uploading straight onto the premium feed. And then we'll probably circle back on <laughs> circle it'll back be on. my ah, first ah, time op-strands.
1: gming ever yeah so it'll go great and not have any problems
3: at all it'll be great it'll be scary for everyone including kyle <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> yep. um Very. so that's so that that premium feed you have you can have access to at if you sponsor us five dollars a month you'll have immediate access to the backlog the entire backlog which there are now um at the time of this recording four episodes but once this comes out there'll probably be five up um and then also, uh, once a month, we do our flavor text series, which, um, as of late, we have been doing purely commissions only, which has been super fun. Um, and this is, if you get in our Patreon at fifty dollars, you can at uh, fifty dollars one time, you can commission your own episode of flavor Text. one um, time. Don't one make sure time you cancel that payment because that if not, <laughs> we'll have to
1: do more flavor texts and time. And it's resulted in Andrew committing to watching all of One Piece.
2: It's
0: true. It has, yeah, it has resulted in that. So uh, as part of Spooktacular Express, I'm personally very excited for this. We'll be doing our next recorded flavor text will be about Studio Ghibli, uh, which are is the, the famous anime studio in Japan that has done movies such as My Neighbor Totoro and Castle in the Sky and uh, Spirited Away and some of the greatest movies of all time which is gonna be super fun it's gonna be great yeah um and then and then and then yes chat we're doing one piece <laughs> yeah kyle's 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 stupid brother is making me do one piece Dare just oh that's my the, door that's open my stupid brother that yeah he showed up for five minutes to yell one piece and then he's gone he, he hurt
3: himself he was summoned
0: yeah. Um, we'll also be doing uh, League of Legends coming up too which will be League of
1: Legends and we have uh Le coming up that's as right. well. That's right. Yeah. Yep.
0: So our, our so if you want to get on that our schedule we are now booked through February believe it or not. Um, on Flavor Text. So so get that in patreon.com uh, patreon.com/debate this cast. Anyway, I think that's going to do it. Um, anything else? Happy Spooktacular Express everybody.
2: Yeah. Happy Spooktacular Express. Come get spooky with us.
0: Cool. All right. Uh, We'll see you next
4: week. Bye, everybody. Later.